What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And as you know, we had a podcast last week about what Michigan State needed to do this week and going forward into the Big Ten tournament to secure a spot in the NCAA tournament and extend Tom Izzo's streak of 22 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances to 23. And we're going to give you a just our thoughts about what happened this week. Obviously, you know that Michigan State went 2-1 and one with two home wins over Indiana and Michigan. And then a we're not even going to talk about that, but a not-so-great loss on Thursday night at Michigan. But you, starting off, Andrew, with that Indiana game, and that game wasn't really an, an Indiana game. I, I consider that the Aaron Henry game. Aaron Henry was basically the offense down the stretch. Aaron Henry basically show why he's a second team at worst all big 10 player he's going to be a first team all big 10 or all defensive team big 10 i think those teams actually come out tomorrow uh, so i'm looking forward to seeing what that is i i assume that luca garza will probably be the player of the year in the big 10 i think he deserves it more than i would assume i know that's probably a bold take according to a lot of people there'll probably be some arguments about that but i think garza deserves it more but i mean that indiana game back and forth game um it's kind of sad that we barely beat Indiana and somehow beat Michigan in the same week, but you know, we'll take what we can get at this point. Aaron Henry down the stretch just made big plays. We held Trace Jackson Davis in check the entire game. Defense was phenomenal. We really couldn't put the ball in the basket except for like 12 straight points by Aaron Henry down the stretch. So Andrew, what were your thoughts on the Aaron Henry game as I like to call it? Well, my thoughts going into the game where this, this is a must win. And I felt pretty confident because I was like, we're, we're entering March. We're, we're, we're entering March and it's, it's our time. And he's going to come up with a good game plan, a very good game plan, because he knows as much as we know that this game is pretty close, if not is a must win game for Michigan State. And it's pretty much a back and forth game. For, for the most part, I mean, neither team had a very big lead at any point in the game. And towards the end, it got really close. But like you said, Aaron Henry just took over. And I think it's fair to say, I mean, he's been getting more recognition, I think, uh, as the season has been going on and through this final stretch. But I think it's fair to say he is one of the most underrated players in the Big Ten Conference. Because he, I, I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he's been the probably the main reason why this team is still afloat, why this team is most likely going to get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, and, and he's probably the main reason why they had such a great final stretch to make that NCAA tournament run and to most likely get into the tournament. I mean, Aaron Henry just, like I said, was the main reason. And although he had a lot of help from, other players like Joshua Lankford, who, who's been playing very well as of recently, I would say. And also in this previous game against Michigan in the, in the win, I mean, Rocket Watts stepped up huge. I believe he had 21 points. I mean, he's had, he's had help along the way, but Aaron Henry's just been phenomenal. And nobody can tell me any differently because then you'd just be lying at that point. Aaron Henry has been playing like one of the best players in the entire conference down this final stretch. So, but let's, let's get back to the Indiana game. And like I said, Indi uh, 
Aaron Henry basically pulled away at the end and Michigan State did with his 12 consecutive points, I believe it was, for Michigan State and Aaron Henry. And then Joshua Langford hit the dagger. I mean, what what a game. I mean, that game was a thriller. And I know me and you, Henry, were super excited once we uh, won that game because the mindset was at this point, one more game. We just need to win one more game out of the next three guaranteed games, which was Michigan twice. And then you get one guaranteed game in the Big Ten tournament. So one more game was the mindset. So those are my thoughts uh, before, during, and after the Indiana game, or as you would like to call it, the Aaron Henry takeover game. I mean, it was the Aaron Henry takeover game. He had 22 points, eight rebounds, five assists. I think it was his best overall stat line of the season. I mean, he's had a couple 27-point games, but I think from a, a total complete player standpoint, I think that was arguably his best game of the season and the most important game, considering he's an Indiana native, was recruited heavily by Indiana, and went out and was able to beat a team from Indiana, I believe, for the one of the first times of his career. I, I don't, but I think when he won against Indiana at Indiana was his first win in the state of Indiana as a Michigan State player. So that's that's pretty cool for him. But you know, talking about the uh, the one, the the that that Michigan game on Thursday. I mean, that was kind of what a lot of people expected to happen. I mean, it, Michigan still and was the better team in that game. I I mean, the offense was stagnant all game. Rocket Watts thought he was Kobe Bryant. I mean, and. I mean, Aaron Henry got no help. He decided it'd be a great idea to just start yamming on guys for the first half. And then all of a sudden he couldn't find the basket in the second half. I mean, Josh Langford was absolutely horrendous in this game. I mean, just, we, just, we just genuinely couldn't shoot. I mean, we played pretty well defensively. We held one of the best offensive teams in the country to 69 points on, I mean, they turned the ball, we forced 14 turnovers off them. So, I mean, we played pretty well defensively. I would take a 69-point outing against Michigan probably 10 times out of 10. But on offense, I mean, 36% from the floor, 0% from three. Can't win basketball games like that. This was just a horrible game all around. And arguably, I would say one of the most more embarrassing losses. of the season. I mean, there's been a whole lot of embarrassing losses this year. So I can't say this was the most embarrassing loss of the season, but I put it up there in, the, sadly, the top five. Yeah, and if we're being completely honest, this game was probably more or should have been more than a 19-point loss. And this is one of those games where the scoreboard doesn't tell you everything and the box score doesn't necessarily tell you any or uh, everything. Excuse me. I mean, Michigan and Michigan State put in their scrubs, or I, I hate to call them scrubs, but players who don't get a lot of playing time, some of the not-as-good not as skilled players who don't get much playing time and most likely walk-ons. They, they put them on the court, they let them work. And that was with like probably six minutes left in the second half. I mean, it was an absolute blowout uh, in Michigan's favor. And my, my thoughts going into this game were just, we got to win. I mean, we don't have to, but we need one more win. So let's just get it right here. And against arch rival Michigan let's get the win and it was looking good uh up until probably the final stretch of the first half 
where Michigan started pulling away and then Michigan just didn't look back in, in the second half. And I think the game got up to almost close to a 30 point lead. And that's when the scrubs, or excuse me, I, I hate to call them scrubs. That's when the not as good players or the players at the end of the bench come in and yeah. And then the, the game ends up at 19 uh, point deficit and 19 point loss of Michigan state. That was heartbreaking because that, that loss after that, I was just like, I don't have much hope for, for the game uh, and the upcoming Sunday, which uh, happened yesterday for those who are listening to this podcast, the day it comes out against Michigan at home. It, it just left me almost hopeless because seeing your team get blown out by 19 points or probably should have been more than that, just get absolutely annihilated by your arch rival and having to play them again. I, I was getting worried, especially for the hopes of this team to try to get into the tournament because I was almost chalking the next game up against Michigan already up. I was chalking it up. I was like, man, if, if we got blown out this badly, what, what makes me think that we actually have a chance and boy, did I get proven wrong. Henry, uh, say what you uh, have to say about this previous uh, Michigan game. Yeah, and before we talk about the one that happened, obviously, Sunday, the day we're recording this podcast, I want to make a point about when that game really, really became over. It was that foul, uh, that double foul, that flagrant foul on Aaron Henry with about three and a half minutes left in the first half. And obviously, we know it seems to be Izzo's common theme to have an auto bench, basically, when you have two fouls and not trust your big-time players to not pick up a third foul before the end of the half. And basically, the game got away from them there. And at that point, there was no way that Michigan State was going to come back from an 11-point lead against down to Michigan on the road. I mean, there was no shot. So, I mean, that, that game was a lot on the defense, but Izzo's decision to take Aaron Henry out and that flagrant foul call, which I still will believe that wasn't a flagrant foul call, I mean, that game was on Izzo, the flagrant foul call, and our inability to score on the offensive end, really. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say, I mean, the play, the level of play of Michigan State wasn't great, but I think the refs really killed the momentum of them, especially with that flagrant foul call on Aaron Henry. I thought that was an unintentional elbow, I believe it was. I, I don't see why they called a flagrant there, but... They did, and I think it really uh, killed the momentum of Michigan State there and eventually took them out of the game, I think. But obviously, you can't blame it on the refs. I mean, the level of play was just not there. But that definitely killed the momentum, that call by the refs, which ultimately, I think, got us down in a hole where we just couldn't come back from, especially on the road against the number two team in the country, that is playing their hearts out in that specific game because they're trying to clinch a big uh, regular season Big Ten championship. But Henry, let's move on to our thoughts in the second game against Michigan, the game where Michigan State came out on top. Yeah, and if I'm being completely honest, Andrew, and anyone who's a Michigan fan or just anyone who I talked to on Sunday knew that I was just would have been happy if this game was in 15 points and our net ranking wouldn't have dropped. 30 points because we all know that supposedly that the, the the scoring 
is capped at 10 points, but we all know in the net ranking, it's, it's not capped. So losing by 15 to Michigan wouldn't have been as bad as losing by 30, which I kind of expected, but credit to rocket Watts, Joey Hauser and Aaron Henry. I mean, coming into the year for Michigan state to be what they were, I think they were the 13th ranked team to start the year. Those three guys were the key. I mean, the, everyone was like Joey Hauser, rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, those guys have to be the three best players. And Aaron Henry has lived up to the end of his of the, of the bargain, and he's been the best player all year. And I think a lot of people expected him to be the best player on this team all around. I mean, offensively and defensively, he was oh, he was just the best player. I mean, it was kind of obvious he had to take a step to become the best player, and he has. I mean, he's averaging 15, 16 points a game, five, six, five or six rebounds, four assists. I mean, that's all Big Ten type stuff. And Rocket Watts and Joey Hauser – are have not really lived up to the expectations but today when you're the day after you're listening to this podcast joey hauser and rocket watts showed up and played arguably the most important game of their careers i mean rocket watts dropping 21 points and 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 four rebounds four assists i know he didn't make a single three but we come to expect that rocket watts isn't a uh, phenomenal three-point shooter at this point and joey hauser i mean he he played phenomenal i didn't really get to see the entire game but I heard he played phenomenal defense on Hunter Dickinson for the short stint he was on him. He made a big three, which he seems to just be Mr. Clutch from three at the end of the first and second half. He just hits a big three. So Joey Hauser hits a big three. Maybe we'll every game, then maybe that means we're going to win. I probably just jinx us and he'll probably never hit another big three or hit a big three and we'll lose. But that's besides the point. Joey Hauser again with another big three, 11 points, I think six, five rebounds, something like that. And for those two guys to step up, come off the bench and play arguably their two best games of the season and the most important game of the season for Michigan State, this wasn't a must win. Let's make that clear. I mean, they were still had a solid chance to get into the tournament, beating Rutgers or Maryland, whoever they have to play on, for God's sakes, 1130 a.m. on Thursday, which is absolutely just brutal for a team that's played a ridiculous stretch. But why would we want it any other way for a team that's gone through so much? But I mean, this win secured Michigan state in the NCAA tournament. And the one problem that I have is, is did this win do so much that we're going to get screwed over and play in that eight, nine game, possibly win a game and then play for Gonzaga or Baylor in the second round, because we can't play obviously Michigan or Illinois in the second round. We know that won't happen, but I mean, I swear we're, we're going to, that's, that's just Andrew that that's that. I think we're still 10 seed right now. I'm still going to root for Michigan State to win every single game. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, that there there's that to think about. I, I thought I'd mention that. But, I mean, Michigan State, the fact that they could even be in contention for an eight or nine seed at this point is remarkable. I'm extremely happy for what these guys did. I mean, they basically shut down Michigan's three best players for the entirety of the game besides Dickinson getting two straight and ones and – Bogner hitting a couple deep threes. I mean, Livers was a non-factor for the entire game. Uh, prayers up for Eli Brooks. I hope he's healthy to either play in the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't be shocked if he's. they're going to keep him out to the NCAA tournament. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do and keep him out probably through that first round game because let's be real here, I would be the happiest man alive if Michigan somehow loses in a 1-16 game, but we know that's not going to happen. They're not. I don't think they're going to Virginia at like Virginia did a couple of years ago, but I mean, with all that being said, I mean, Michigan state played a hell of a game today. And the, 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 the crazy part is we know that they can play. I mean, this team is 
has the potential to play even better than this. And they will beat the number two team in the country. They play. I mean, the one thing we've known throughout the entire year is this, the defense has been there. I mean, the defense has been very, very solid for most of the big 10 play. I mean, it was a horrendous in non-conference play. I mean, they were at allowing like 90 points to Oakland and Detroit mercy. They could score a non-conference because that was when Joey Hauser and Rocky Watts could score. But I mean, they could not defend. Now, since Big Ten play, they could not score, but they could defend it really well. And today, they still didn't score it overly a lot, but they put a complete game together and they beat one of the best teams in the country. And that's probably the way that Michigan State will emphatically put themselves into the NCAA tournament, Andrew. Yeah, and kudos to Rocket Watts and Joey Hauser for stepping up when it mattered. And I know they haven't been too consistent or very consistent at all uh, throughout this season. But when it mattered the most, and I would say this Michigan game was probably the biggest game we've had all season in terms of what, what's at stake. I mean, they stepped up and Rocket Watts had an incredible game. His best game this season, I would say by a good margin and one of his best games of his career in, in a year where he hasn't been performing so well, he stepped up when it mattered. Joey Hauser has been pretty inconsistent, especially the second half of the season. Stepped up when it mattered, played great defense, I would say, and played had a pretty good offensive outing. Overall, the defense on Hunter Dickinson between Julius Marble, uh, Marcus Bingham, and a little bit Joey Hauser for the stint he was on him especially with Michigan running uh, pick and rolls a lot. I mean, Joey Hauser would get switched on him a lot. And when Joey Hauser was on him, he did a great job as well as Bingham and Marble, of course. So great job locking up uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson, excuse me. And also shout out Malik Hall for locking up Franz Wagner all game, except from the end where he hit some ridiculous deep threes. But at that point, I mean, you can't do much about that. And I mean, Aaron Henry played a great game. Josh Langford hit probably, I would say the dagger or close to, I mean, the clutchest shot of the game, I would say. I mean, Joshua Langford wasn't the greatest all game, but he stepped up when it mattered. Aaron Henry, I mean, he played, he played great. I mean, he played great, but he, he wasn't very consistent on the offensive end all game stepped up when it mattered. I mean, everyone on this team stepped up. I mean, Jack Hoiberg, the guy maybe has 10. Step back, Jack. (laughs) Step back, Jack. I mean, Jack Hoiberg maybe has 15 minutes all season. I think he maybe matched that in this game, maybe had 10 minutes. He played a decent amount of minutes, and it it was not garbage time. Trust me, it was not garbage time. He got in the first half. He got in the second half during close games and he held the zone out there. That's the definition of stepping up when your team needs you. This entire team, this entire Michigan state team stepped up and did their jobs while they were out there. I mean, this, I would say is probably the best win we've had all season, just in terms of how this team played as a team. We played as a team in this game and throughout the season, 
we we have not played as a team uh, nearly in most of our games. I mean, but in this game specifically, we played team basketball. That's the reason why we won this game because everyone stepped up and did their jobs. Yeah, and Andrew, I mean, you mentioned it. Josh Langford went from arguably one of my least favorite players on this Michigan State basketball team with, I mean, one of the worst turnovers you could make up for with a minute with about 71 seconds left in the game. And then that man comes down and hits an absolute dagger. I mean, no hesitation. Izzo is literally standing in his ear and telling him, I mean, I heard this in his post-game press conference. He was standing right in Josh's ear and said, Josh, if you get this ball, you are shooting the ball. And if you don't, I'm taking away your scholarship and you're not coming back next year. Josh Langford, no hesitation, gets the ball and buries that sucker. I mean, he there was n- no doubt in my mind as soon as that shot left his hands that it was going in. I mean, senior at Breslin in his final game, maybe his final game at Breslin, but it'll be made. Uh, it'll still, it's still to be seen whether he'll be back for a year or for God's sakes, another two years. Cause he realistically can come back for two years. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with, with all that. But I mean, what, what, a, what a, what a shot, what a win, what, a, what a just about everything for Michigan state and step back, Jack, that is my guy right there. I, I mean, I, I thought I, when, when I heard that Jack Hoiberg was legitimately in the game, I was like, Oh my God, we're down by 30 in the first half. We're down by the game's over. We're down by 30 in the first half. We lost. When I heard Jack Hoiberg came in to play crunch time minutes in the first half, and he was plus eight. His plus minus plus eight. Jack Hoiberg, I think, was had the best plus minus on the team today. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen a, one of the a better story for Michigan State. I mean, obviously, there's been some better stories, but I mean – for a walk, like a legitimate walk on to come on and do that and play big minutes against your rival in a game that sealed your, your chances of getting into the, the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I'm so happy for Jack Hoiberg, man. Yeah. And keep in mind for those who don't know, I'm just going to paint the picture for you. I mean, Henry was not able to watch the, the majority or the first half and a little bit of the second half. Yeah. And that's why, he checked his text because in, in our group chat, we're all super psyched that Jack Hoiberg got in the game. Well, at the time, we didn't know how to feel because Jack Hoiberg maybe played 15 minutes all season. But Jack Hoiberg stepped up. And like Henry said, he checked his phone. He was at basketball practice. He, he got out of basketball practice, checked his phone. And he said, he, he's looking at the text and we're talking about Jack Hoiberg in the game. And typically when Jack Hoiberg enters the game, it's a blowout and most likely against the number two team in the country. You're probably not going to be on the right side of it. Well, it wasn't a blowout on either side. It was a close game, and Jack Hoiberg stepped up. This whole team stepped up. I'm so happy for this team because this was such a great win, a well, a much-needed win. So, I mean, this, this game was incredible. I think it was our best game this season in terms of just playing as a team and playing team basketball. I mean, this game was the definition of what Michigan State basketball is. Anybody has to be ready to step up. And that's what this team did today. I'm so happy. But let's talk about what this win means for the future, what this means for the NCAA tournament hopes, what this means for this team in general. So I'll start off by saying this win basically puts us into the NCAA tournament. 
Now, this this could affect our seating because it was such a great win. We will definitely be boosted. We were looking at maybe last four in, which would be a 12 seed, or we were looking at an 11 seed uh, before this game. But with this win, we are probably looking at a 10 or a 9 seed. And depending on how we do in the Big Ten tournament, we could get up to, I would say, an 8 seed. And if we somehow win the Big Ten tournament, I think we could get as high as a 7 seed. That's unrealistic. Mostly, I, I would say that's unrealistic for this Michigan State team to make a run like that and win the Big Ten tournament. So let's just focus on 10 through 8 because I would say realistically, that's where we're probably going to end up. Right now, I would say we're 10, maybe 9. So with those three seeds, we would either be playing the first or the second seed in the second round of the NCAA tournament if we get there. That, that is not ideal, but here's what I'm saying. This Michigan State team can play up or down in terms of any, in, against any team that they, they play against. I mean, they could play up to the competition, I mean, as we've seen the down the stretch. I mean, we've beaten three top five teams down the final stretch of the season, Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan. But we can also play down to some teams and playing a close game against Indiana down the final stretch or losing a game by a hefty amount to Maryland, who's not that outstanding of a team. It's just Michigan State is a good enough team, is what I'm trying to say, to beat almost any team in the country. But they can also be a bad enough team where they can lose almost to any team in the country in quad one, realistically, in quad two, some maybe. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is, I mean, I, I would be scared seeing Michigan State in an eight through 10 seed, eight, nine, or 10 seed because of the second round, a possible second round matchup. But what I'm trying to say is that this Michigan State team can beat any of those teams. I, I truly believe that this Michigan State team can beat any team in the country if they play like they did against Michigan, against Ohio State, against Illinois. This Michigan State team can beat, I would say, any team in the country. So looking at that possible second-round matchup and realistic second-round matchup against the one or a two seed, I, I'm, here's what I'm saying to all you Spartan fans. Don't be scared. Take on the challenge because I know Tom Izzo will have this team ready to take on the challenge in the one or a two seed. And I think there's a, definitely a possible chance where they can get out of there with a win and look really good. So right now, just painting a picture for you guys, it's most likely looking like Michigan State, if they get to the second round of the NCAA tournament, they will be playing a one or a two seed in that second round. But my message to you guys is don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared for this team because Izzo will have them prepared. And I, I think whoever they play, there's a chance that they can still win that game, even if it's against a one or a two seed. All right, Andrew. So l- let's start off with, I, I believe Michigan State's playing Maryland on uh, Thursday, 1130 a.m. on BTN. So of course we have to play Maryland. I, I really didn't want to have to play Maryland again, but maybe so we'll have some, maybe a better game plan. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. Hopefully we just don't get off to an 11-0 start 
they don't get off to an 11-0 start again. And then if they somehow beat Maryland, we'll have a third game in eight days against Michigan. So that will be that will be fun. But let's talk about the NCAA tournament here, Andrew. And, and I saw a very, very good tweet. There is two ways the NCAA tournament could go for Michigan State. They're either going to lose by 20 in the first round and it's just going to be a disappointment, or they're dogging their way to the Final Four. There's no middle ground here. There, there's, there's no middle ground here. Let's, I mean, uh, maybe they'll lose by 20 in the second. If they get out of the second round, they're going to the final four. I mean, I I don't see it any other way. If they get out of the second round, they're going to the final four. If they don't get out of the second round, well, obviously they don't get out of the second round. So either Aaron Henry is going full Travis Trice mode in this NCAA tournament, or this is another, this is not a, great end to the season for Michigan State. I mean, if Michigan State ends up in the Final Four, I mean, this whole season's rewritten, and people don't remember this as the, the team that barely snuck into the NCAA tournament. They remember as the team that made the Final Four. Let's be real here. I don't think they're going to the Final Four. I pretty – I mean, there's still a pretty good shot they are losing in the first round, whoever they play. But, I mean – or the second round, I mean. Or I guess it's considered second and third round, and then – yeah, I mean, they're not going to play in the first round, which is considered the first four. So they won't have to play in that, most likely, unless they get absolutely dogged by Maryland. I, I assume I, I assume it's still Maryland at this point. I got to make sure that's true. Uh, I believe it is indeed Maryland at this point. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Maryland against Michigan State, 8 versus 9, 11.30 a.m. on Thursday. Just another fun matchup for Michigan State to have to play. And... um I mean, this team can can beat anyone in the country, but let's also be real here. They could lose to any team in the country. So if this team was somehow like a two seed, this would be the greatest matchup for a 15 seed you'll ever see in your life. And you'd probably see a spread of like minus two and a half for Michigan State if they were a two seed going against a 15 seed because they can lose to absolutely anyone and they can lose by to by a lot to absolutely anyone. So I mean, I'm looking forward to this NCAA tournament, this Big Ten tournament, a matchup with Maryland on Thursday. Finally, we'll get three days. I mean, three to Andrew, three days off. No Michigan State, but I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if I'm happy or sad because I'm so used to just playing like every single day. But I mean, it's probably good for the guys to not have to play for three days. I mean, they're still, they're finally going to get to practice, not have a, just a walkthrough. So that's another big thing. Though hopefully Izzo will have a better game plan against Maryland so we don't lose by 30 or however much we lost by last time. I think it was probably 15, but that game just felt so off the entire time. And I swear to God, if we wear those freaking black jerseys again, I'm going to get so pissed off. Hopefully we're wearing those green things or the white things, but I think we're the away team, so we'll wear the, the green ones. But I mean... Uh, if Andrew, if you don't have anything else to say, I think that's this is a great time to wrap it up. And with that, Andrew gave me the nod. I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.